0: Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan.
1: I had a wonderful evening at the Rubber Ducks game in downtown Akron, which I don't mind sharing.
0: Oh, man, that's right. Uh, uh, Double A and Triple A ball is going on. So you actually got to go see the Rubber Ducks. Yes. And how was that?
1: It was fabulous. Uh, I went with some friends uh, that that have a boat that they just ran into something and damaged their boat. But uh, we had okay seats and there was four of us and this dude walked up with four hats and we were figuring oh good he's gonna try and sell us these hats and he's like hey would you like to have some upgraded seats uh courtesy of summa health and we're like sure and he's like okay they're right behind the uh pitcher or the catcher i'm sorry uh on the first row and there's four seats and they're like the only four seats in the Whole stadium that have mesh and that swivel, (laughs) like okay, (laughs) and then he gave us four free hats. We're like, bonus, okay, great. So we were literally right on the wall, like the guys when they were like, you know, getting you know, getting ready and and warming up to bat and everything are like "Eh, three four feet away from us. You know, see, it was a great night, and then of course they had the fireworks and everything and. It was kind of cool because they were paying homage to the, um, the, the, the original black baseball teams. And it was called, if I recall, the, oh, no, I can't recall. Um, anyway, all the uniforms were in these old school, old style uniforms that paid homage to the black uh, MLB players or whatever that were playing in Akron at the time. The, the, the diorites or something like that it was, it was it was it was just a very cool game. We ended up winning. There was fireworks, there was beer. It was a great time.
0: It's <laughs> uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've been to a non-major league ball game. But I used to enjoy going to to the Columbus Clippers with my brother. Well, it it, it was no actually a better time. Yeah, there's yeah. no
1: bad seats. Um it's just so relaxed, you know, it's like, I've been to, I've been to Browns games. It's a little more intense than I want to deal with, Um, but baseball games, you know, I've been to some Indians games. It's like, it's like going to a park and there's some dudes out there.
0: I know that you haven't watched a lot of racing lately.
1: A little bit. That's really too bad. Yeah. I, yeah. It's uh, what, you know, Unfortunately, I love to go do instead of watch. Um, but I, I did the uh, I did watch the 24 hour uh, Rolex at Daytona. It's a big party that a friend of mine has, and um, it, it's good fun because like it, it's kind of weird. It's not just a party because you got the big screen there, and you're watching all the action. We have a, a chart with magnets so anytime that uh a car takes the lead we move the magnet to show this car's in the lead in this section and the lm ff or whatever the, the 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 they have four i believe different uh styles yeah, they, of cars in there yeah and um pretty amazing stuff like you know i remember a few years ago mazda had this bizarre it almost looked like a three-wheel car. The two front wheels were just were close really, together. yeah. The backs were way the hell out here and everything. And it was like, it just doesn't look like it's going to work. But it was doing okay. And you're like, meh, okay. It, it, yeah. was,
0: it was doing okay. The biggest problem with that car was that it was susceptible to tipping if they would have and gone most any fast
1: cars are and i don't know why they didn't think of that but i'm like eh, okay i'm and, not an engineer i'm gonna of, roll with it and see what the hell they do like, eh, and, okay.
0: and of course they're sitting there going it's not three wheels it's got four wheels guys it's got four wheels but there's not enough room between the front wheel yeah um, why
1: didn't you do like all the trike bikes on the road and put the two front wheels way the hell out here and do the back two wheels real tiny together because that the, would have been maybe a little stable. I don't know. I'm not a physicist. I'm not an engineer but dang, what do I want to do?
0: The Rolex series is is very intriguing to watch because you have the prototype cars as well as production cars and um, um, the, those prototype cars uh, just fly. I mean, oh, yeah. they. Oh, yeah. you're, you're like three laps and they're already coming up to the back right. end of the production cars, but it makes it so much fun to watch. And as far as the magnets and stuff like that, the only way that you can watch a 24-hour race like that is to do it that way because you can't keep track. Oh, yeah. You, and, and,
1: and this group of people, they, they start this party at the beginning of the race. And they stay up twenty four hours. So, like, you could stop in at five o'clock in the morning, and they're there's still a couple there. people awake watching <laughs> the action, moving the mat. Okay, this person just went it. You know, and it's funny because they like they're 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 texting, the, they're they're doing their little Zoom calls and shit on their phones with their you know with the kids and everything. Go, did
2: you see that accident? Holy crap, man! They, you know, it's
1: just awesome the, to watch. You know? The
0: thing about it is that you could be in the pits for ten laps. And still uh, and, win. And still win the race.
1: It, finishing is probably 70% of that race.
0: That's just
1: it, getting to the finish line. It
0: is it's a like, it is a timed event. So the laps really aren't the most important thing. The most important thing is being there in the end because yeah, you, somebody else is going to yeah, it's you, gonna fall go, apart. You're gonna
1: lose, you're gonna lose 30% of that group. To failures, whatever crashes, mechanical, whatever. But if you finish and you're doing okay, if you're keeping consistent lap times, you have a great chance of winning. But it's just like it's it's like the the almost the tortoise on that one wins as opposed yeah. to the hare. You know,
0: it it actually makes I think the Rolex Series. I'm a huge F1 fan the Rolex series kind of intrigues me a little bit more because there's a lot more strategy involved in it. It's, you know, you, you've got multiple drivers, uh, you multiple
1: classes, you're, you're having to weave in and out of slower traffic a lot of the time, or if you're a slower car, you got to watch out for the faster cars trying to lap you and shit like that. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of intense. And And I'm always kind of amazed at, the diversity of, of cars in there it's like you got Cadillac who like came on strong as hell last year I mean they, they had some phenomenal showings you had Acura you would assume is everything but they're like running these uh, hybrid cars in that race doing really well which is in itself kind of a feat you know it's like who who knew a hybrid car was competitive in racing
0: you know I mean, you think about it, you think about it, the production cars that are in in the these races, but Porsche, Porsche used to be top of the top of the world when they were in Formula One years and years and years oh, ago. Yeah. The minute that they left, you know, it, they're they're still racing. They're still building cars that oh, yeah. are incredibly good. BMW, even I I love watching the BMWs. Uh just seeing that seeing that double kidney coming at you. <laughs> but
1: um, the, the, the cool thing also is like you also get like a couple Aston Martins in there and you're like,
3: ooh,
1: Aston Martin, ooh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do they finish? Yeah, but they're cool to watch, you know.
0: Next thing you know, Bentley's coming.
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> now this yeah. guy. This guy who does this whole party also has, he owns a, I want to say it's a 56 uh, Austin Healey Sprite with a Sebring front end on it. Mm. And that's the car that he was driving in the uphill uh, race. It's a classic uphill race. It was in... Pikes
0: Peak? Hmm? Pikes no, Peak? no, no, no. This was in Ohio.
1: This was just a small classic car uphill race. So it was not Pikes Peak. It was, you know, maybe, uh, I maybe a five mile course and not many turns, but, but you know, we're talking like, there was a, a Ferrari Testarossa in the group. There was, there was one freaking 2014 NASCAR in the group. And I know like what the hell's going on. You know, there's, mg midgets there's there was a triumph spitfire there's a triumph tr6 they have like four different classes of cars but you're like seeing all the like just guys that own classic cars that are better than roadworthy and driving them up this this classic hill climb and everything and it was it was uh, it was awesome to, to watch it was like it was funny as hell because i was at work but they uh They had it on. uh, It was either Discord or uh, some other thing. So I got to sit at my desk and watch watch. the hill climb. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just turn the volume down. I was like, you know, talk to the customer every
0: second. Yeah, hold on a second. Oh shit, there he is. There he is. You know, I was watching him. Yeah, it was good times. I I I've watched some of the hill climb stuff. Well, I watch Pikes Peak every year. Um. Probably my favorite hill climb race to watch, and they have several different classes in it. I don't think I've ever seen a NASCAR go up there, uh, but that looks like something I think I'd want to try.
1: That's the the, Pikes Peak, is for me at least too many corners to memorize because if you forget that one corner you know, fall down thousands, and thousands of feet, and you die, and it kind of sucks. Um, I, I I could go for a five mile hill climb or a ten mile hill climb or something like that in you know not so dangerous conditions. But I mean, that's like the pinnacle of. I'd love to go watch that. <laughs> not want to run that shit unless I was like being a navigator or some shit like that, going you know five degrees this way. You're having a, you know second you know second second gear turn coming up here and you're doing 20 and whatever, you know.
0: I am literally about 80 pounds overweight. If I fall down, I'm going down, boom.
1: Oh, yeah, gravity's real Be heavy dead. on me right now. I'm, I'm pushing like <laughs> 265 right now. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, literally, I'm, I'm damn near 100 pounds over the weight that I got married at. So, you know.
0: I was 150 pounds when I got married. I that am now...
1: I was 175, but I'm and, a little uh, taller than you.
0: I'm 264 now. You are you're, taller than me.
1: I am, and you're damn near the same weight I am. What the hell, man? And it, um, I'm
0: going to call you Java. For no, that no on, fucker. that's that's what we call COVID.
1: Yeah, that um, bullshit. And that's what I we call beer and nachos, mother.
0: I'm going to <laughs> stick to. The fact that it's probably covid that's right yeah,
1: it's the lockdown it's lockdown weight that's really it, what it is Locked it is
0: definitely lockdown weight um, yeah <laughs> um so so instead of the hill climb stuff and all that I, I know you used you used to do scca didn't you
1: no i um I, I take that back. I did a couple SCCA um, uh, just going around the little courses and timed events and stuff like that. You know. For, yeah, you know, I saw the plaque courses. in
0: your car the one time.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I did the Akron Sports Car Club a few times, which is just kind of rally races, which were timed events that you got these bizarre directions. Like you would turn, turn left at third opportunity, which means you had to count the third left turn on a road and turn left there. And then maybe you had a direction that was, you know, left at Y or left at third light or, you know, right at right, you know, second, right after the bar- red barn on the right hand. So there's these bizarre directions. Plus you had questions along the way of, you know, they were bizarre questions like what, what's the, well, actually, Carl and I wrote one of these courses and used uh this guy's barn the guy that has the boat that has the car and everything because he used to fly airplanes and he actually has like the altitude of his house written on his barn and so one of the questions was what's your altitude you know (laughs) and you're like how the hell am I supposed to, that? if you looked over to the right, it was altitude 1138, and that that's the altitude above sea level that that particular house was sitting at, you know, so it's like, so the, yeah, those those road rallies were a little bit of a, you know, uh, go, you know, finding, you know, little tidbits here and there, and following directions, and it was also a timed event. You, if you did the event, and you hit X amount of stoplights in green, blah blah, blah it should take you this amount of time, so Time uh, finishing and getting the amount of questions correct all went into the calculation of did you win, did you lose, what place did you come into, and we got into that. It was a bizarre thing because Carl called me up. I was like, "Hey, there's this one lap of Akron thing. Let's go do it." I'm like, "No, sure, why not?" You know, and so we jumped in my car, which is a stick shift, not the greatest car for doing a road rally in, but whatever. And um, He's like navigating and asking these questions. We're looking all over. We found a couple guys because they were in these kind of like bright red, you know, uh, Toyota MR2s and whatever. So they're easy to follow. It's like we kind of got lost. We're like, all right, where's the MR2? There it is. Let's go that direction and just fucking go on with it. And uh, ended up coming in for our first run. We were in the beginner class, came in second in the beginner's class and it kind of hooked us into that and so we did i don't know four or five of those wrote one and you know did that kind of thing so and they're they're a lot of fun they're just just a whole lot of fun
0: i wish carl was on here with us tonight (laughs) um uh, carl unfortunately is dealing with the rona uh but carl
1: trouble trouble but yeah, he he does he does weave a story even better than you and I combined.
0: Carl has been the instigator in my love of auto racing, my love of cars. I my dad was into cars. My dad got me into cars a lot, but it was it was Carl that that would invite me to come over and work on his mini. And I I started to figure out after time went on that Carl was using me to work on his mini. Well,
1: yeah. (laughs) Well, and and you almost have to with those cars. I mean, you want you you see the vision of the car as a whole, and you realize I can't do that. I have no idea how to make that (laughs) happen, but there's other people out there in the world that, you know, this guy knows of Wall Street. All right. Well, can I, can I tap into your knowledge or can I, can I tap into you do this and, and, and I'll do this for you. And you obviously were the electronical engineer because I remember watching you do all the damn plugs and, 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 that, and all the electrical in that damn car. And it kind of blew me away. Now he, and he learned a lot from you because he did a car after that. Where I think he did all the electrical himself, and did a pretty damn good job of it, which really reflects well on you, because he didn't know shit about electronics at the time.
0: I, you know, it, that car was a pain in the butt too. Oh uh, God.
1: well, he wanted everything on that car. He wanted he wanted a radio up top. He wanted a CB radio up top. He wanted uh, he wanted it, he wanted the sun and the moon in a car that. You could get two guys and flip over. I mean, you—you you know, you couldn't fit all the crap he wanted in that car into that car. It's yeah, it but was just so tiny.
0: It, okay, it, his his car. So people know it, it's a Morris Minor Mini, and uh, the overhead compartment where we put put the stereo. Um, was literally as all as that as stuff. Had to be, all that had all that stuff had to be custom made so we're running the power up there and everything and i have him start the car and i'm looking at my voltmeter, and i'm like dude this car doesn't even have enough voltage to run the radio
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what are you talking about you want to put subs in the back
3: <laughs> it's
1: like you yeah. have a, a- 1100 cc engine is like you can't make enough volts to run a normal car let alone what you want unless you put a real you know alternator on the car which is you know five times the size of the alternator supposed to be on the car
0: my my dad and i uh were we're talking and i this was probably five years ago and uh, uh i told him if i ever became rich the the one thing that i would do is i would buy 10 of my friends an mgb hmm. and i would look at them and say you have 1 year to fix this up to be able to go and race from new york city to la
1: oh you want to do a uh, <laughs> you want to do a gumball rally huh
0: With a British car. (laughs) Well,
1: let me tell you my little, you know, for the past 25 years, I have always wanted. Do you remember my Triumph TR6? The blue one. The blue one, yes. I would love to find a. What was the
0: brown one that you had? That
1: was the Spitfire. That I love love that car, but what a piece of junk. All Triumphs have issues Uh, but anyway i would love if i hit the lottery whatever to to find a a nice shell of a tr6 take the drivetrain from a because that was a straight six engine in that car originally, right but very anemic i mean if it if it made a hundred horsepower it was lucky but i would love to find a not even a, not even the m just a standard bmw straight six engine powertrain rear wheel drive and adapted to that car and more specifically get the electronics from a bmw or even a Honda, it's just something that's more reliable electronics and and, and make a frankenstein car make it look traditional and everything like that but make it have some guts and reliability that would be a car i you know i couldn't do the mgb i was never an mg guy but i could do it i could do a. I could do a tier six you know
0: i i, I think I coast think,
1: to coast you know <laughs>
0: i think ultimately but the the whole idea in my premise well the whole idea in my pre- premise was that my father is 100 percent english So I'm
1: kind of up there with them. I got a ton of old, like, yeah, I got a ton of English.
0: I'm like 70% English Irish and the rest is a hodgepodge. Yeah. Why we don't eat
1: boiled. Everything is beyond me, but whatever.
0: But, but because of that, I wanted to do this race with my dad (laughs) in British sports cars. Now, of course, my, my father, the minute that I said, MG to him, he was like, (laughs) I'll do a Jaguar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm like J-type, right? (laughs) You know, even a TBR would be
1: kind of a cool car, but yeah. I, it's
0: just, I don't think that it's just an MGB. I think it's the fact I want to do a race in British cars all the way across the country.
1: Well, you can't have a 100% British car and make it across the country. That's one of the problems. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I was telling one of my friends, I, I owned a, I owned a Spitfire for a while. It was purple. It was gorgeous. I, I custom painted it myself with spray cans. Um, That's the best. And if it was in bright sunlight, you can see the lines. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the allure. Come on. and uh uh all my friends i asked me why'd you get rid of it why'd you get rid of it i said the speed limit went up what do you mean (laughs) the speed limit went up i said when the speed limit went up from 55 to 65 i could no longer drive the speed limit (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't keep up (laughs) (laughs) i like there's nothing i could do that's why i go
1: on I have two stories. The first is, I am the reason that our aforementioned buddy Carl got into British cars in the first place. I owned my POS brown, and it looked like curved brown color, Spitfire.
0: That was a gorgeous and, car, though, man. And,
1: and I was I was working at a little Italian restaurant in West Akron, and he stopped by and said, "Hey, can I drive your car?" I said, yeah, I don't give a shit. Here is the keys. Go have fun. And it was like fifty degrees outside. Which
0: wasn't that Etonos?
1: Yes, yes. And at fifty degrees, you had to take the top down. That was the rule in my car. The top must come down at fifty degrees. Now, unfortunately, it was probably more like 48 and I cracked a bunch of the little plastic windows in the back, but yeah, whatever. It was a thousand dollar car. <laughs> I don't care. So put the top down, send him on his way. A couple hours later, he comes back. And then like six months later, he's like, hey, I'm buying an Austin Mini. I'm like, what? You know, yeah, I, I had not heard of Austin Mesa. So, so I am the reason that he was addicted British and the reason that you had to suffer through the electronics of his damn car. Now the other thing was in same said brown POS and and this is Carl's story not mine and and I I I honestly don't remember this I'm not saying it didn't happen I'm just saying I don't remember (laughs) he says that we were rolling down the highway and there was a semi truck and supposedly I did the Fast and Furious maneuver of changing lanes underneath a semi-truck whilst in my Triumph Spitfire.
0: I, I don't know if I would refute that, because at the time that that would have been, I wouldn't have put it past you.
1: I, I wouldn't put it past me either um and doing the measurements it would have fit <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember it which also at that time of my life might have been an actual problem I uh, you know it, it, yeah it could have happened I'm not <laughs> saying it did I'm not saying it didn't I just I don't remember it but now, okay you know supposedly <laughs> uh
0: yeah um I definitely would not put that past you. I've, uh, I think we've done some very well. Shoot, we we jumped the tracks. Where was that? Uh, I want to say it was off of Exchange, but it wasn't Exchange. It was uh, where the armadillo was. The road that the armadillo was on. There were the train tracks down at the one end, and there was a little. Oh hump. yeah,
1: by the Pepsi. Yeah, we yeah. went under Route Eight. And yeah. Pepsi plant and they have their tracks there. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, Yeah, I can see yeah. that happen. Yeah, that was that was a very um well, first off, I'm in a triumph that is falling apart. Yes. And it is off the ground now by like three feet. And when we landed, I went, Do you have shocks in this? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Cause if you did, they're gone now.
1: <laughs> it was a
0: great car, though, man.
1: Uh, it, it it took a lot of abuse, and, and it, yeah, it it was it was a lot of fun. It it had no catalytic converter. Uh, that was one of the first things that I had to get fixed on that car. I, I drove it when I purchased it. I drove it maybe a quarter mile, and it died. And I had to get it <laughs> right after I bought it. It died. I should have known then just to take it back, get my money back. No. So the guy at the shop said, well, your catalytic converter was all boogered. Now, I'm not allowed to fix them, but I can take them apart. If I tip them on their end and all the crap falls out, so be it. And I just put the shell back on and there you go. So then I had this big resonant chamber that loved to collect the rich gas mixture of my poorly mixed SU carburetors, and if you (laughs) if you rode it too hard and shut it off too fast, this enormous, almost cannon-like backfire would happen on that car. So yeah, (sighs) yeah, it 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 had a lot of little issues. Okay, we're
0: uh, we're we're what thirty years older now than than that point in time. Let me ask you now. Two
1: thousand five. No,
0: probably 40. It was 80. It, it was the 87 when I met you.
1: So 89, 99, 09. 90. Crap, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We're down okay. 35.
0: Yeah. We're 30, 35, 30 years. plus. <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> Anyways, so 35 years later, let's say. What would be your dream
2: car now?
1: I would have to go with some big honking American chunk of iron convertible that I could cruise around with, you know, power steering that you could use your pinky to drive the day. I have gotten old (laughs) and I want my creature comforts now. I do miss the convertible. I do. I do miss the convertible. I won't lie. Now, like, I just bought, I I had a a 04 Civic for the past 15 years and drove it to almost 200,000 miles. And I I have driven stick shift for this shy of 40 years. I used to drive my mom's car up and down the driveway to get used to the stick shift when I was 14. And I'm now 54.
0: I still love a stick shift.
1: Yeah, but the car I own now is an automatic. Why is it automatic? Because it has remote start. (laughs) And I live in Ohio, and it's cold as F up here in the (laughs) wintertime, and I can warm up my car from sitting inside my work, like, beep, beep, oh, yeah, it's running, it's all good. It'll be nice and toasty more. (laughs) and i can plug my phone in and my maps come up on there i'm a little ways app tells them where the cops are at i'm like oh cool okay cop up ahead and then the christ the gas mileage i was getting 24 in my last car i'm getting 38 in this one it's a no-brainer
0: but just think about the gas mileage you're gonna get in that triumph tr6 six or seven with
1: <laughs>
0: with no air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like convertible who cares? That's a
1: car you drive
0: when it's nice, you know. See I see, I'm kind of on the same boat as you. My favorite car, American-made car that was that's ever been built as a production vehicle has always been the Camaro. I've owned two of them. Uh the last one that I had was the 1981, the old boxy <laughs> with, with the two headlights. I was like, oh, I love this car. I love this car. <laughs> but I, if I were to buy a car new today, it would be a Camaro convertible. Big, heavy-ass car that gets 30 miles to the gallon that I can take the top down on.
1: Wait, you're talking a brand-new Camaro?
0: That's if I was buying a brand new car.
1: Here's the problem with me being in the car business. I know that that is the worst rated sports car on the market. Yes. Like, it, it, I get it. It has a Corvette engine. Great. It's also the worst race. I would, if I had to buy a brand new sports car. Hmm. I would almost have to go for a new Mustang. I love the looks of the, and I know it's Ford. I get it. But damn, that's a no. good looking car.
3: <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. Uh, have you seen the new, uh, the new fully electric Mustang that they came out with? No. Oh my gosh, you just you just sit there for a second. Let me do some typing, and you're about to see something that you will sit there and go. I I got a cell phone
1: in front of me. Hold on. What are they doing? Ford. Electric. Mustang. Okay.
3: The hell's that?
1: That is
0: not a Mustang.
1: Hey,
0: that's the first time I've heard you say something good about Ford.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not a Mustang. Well, it's like, you know, I I took in an LH Chevy Impala today. It's like, I'm looking at this thing going, this is not an Impala. All right. All right, I oh, Jesus Priest, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. The taillights are okay, but a freaking hashback, come on.
0: So, the only reason I know about this car is that one of the uh, one of the the YouTubers that I watch actually drove it across country to see how long it would take, uh, <laughs> to, to get from New York to LA in an electric vehicle and it, it, well, he's, he's done the race twice. Now he did it once with the Tesla and once with the Ford EMOC and, uh, the Ford EMOC takes something like four hours to fully charge where the Tesla, if you actually find a Tesla superstation, it takes an hour
1: or less. Yeah
0: well it, it it's an hour if it's if you're fully if you fully discharged
1: oh if you got the big, big battery oh yeah, yeah yeah okay got it
0: so so i was like oh 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 the minute i saw that i i i had to actually call my one friend jonathan who has collected mustangs ever since we were in high school and uh I was like, did you see the new Mustang? Did you see the new Mustang? He said, no, is it really cool? I said, oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. So then I sent him a screenshot of what it was, and he wrote me back going, fuck you. I don't like yeah. you anymore. <laughs> I'm like,
1: that's that, not that, a Mustang. That, that there reminds me of blowing up a Mustang engine at uh crybaby bridge in Doylestown, back in college actually
2: yeah
1: friend he, he, we were all partying to have a good time and he had this mustang mach one okay 70s you know 70s fitted, you know. yeah something like that you know just did that that cool kind of fastback look you know the one from james bond and diamonds are forever and um i guess i was the sober-ish one of the bunch. And I was... Oh, yeah, there's you know,
0: something there. I've never heard before.
1: I know, right? Like, <laughs> you want me to drive? Like, okay, fine. <laughs> and uh, so I drank, and that probably because I was the only one that knew how to get there. Maybe that was the problem. I it was the only one with directions. I drove all the way down 21. And, you know, and, and, the, and the huge... Back then huge lights on the expressway were something brand spanking new so you had these like 100 foot tall poles and these orange you know looks like ufo round things on these poles that was that was brand spanking new and of course everybody else in the car was ice kites and like uh yeah so that's the kind of ride we were doing to so get down all the way to doyle's town, back in the back hills Get on the crybaby bridge, shut the car down. We're all just having a laugh and everything. I get back in the car, it will not start. <laughs> then it's, it's <cranking> <laughs> like, oh. so we had to wait there about an hour. I think we lost radiator fluid, cracked the block, whatever. We had to wait there about an hour for the thing to cool down before it start up again. Started it up. We're cruising back up. We every I don't know 30 minutes we have to. Start pull over, stop, let the damn thing cold out. It took hours to get back to Akron. To work. So so if you were... A pretty if, car broke down like a triumph, but you know, whatever, what do you want?
0: If there was a classic car...
1: Ooh. Um, might have to go for an Alpine Tiger. Ooh. Uh, man. Wow. Can I have a rare one?
0: Why would you want to go with that?
1: You don't see a ton of morale. Um, And when they came out, they cost about as much as an AC Cobra did. Uh, not quite the power that the Cobra had, but just had that cool... It was a more British vibe on that car. Um, I think the smaller version was one of the cars they used in the beginning credits of Get Smart, if I recall. Before the Carbon gear, it was an Alpine tiger. Um, it just kind of a cool car, you know and you don't see a ton of them around there. And it had a V8 and an American V8 engine, a tiny little British car and they were kind of rare. so it'd just be kind of a cool little car. And big enough for me to fit in. That's another qualification now. There you go.
0: Mm. Check it, buddy. Look at that. All right. (laughs) You ready to see mine?
1: Go ahead. Let's see what you got. Uh, MGA? What is that?
0: MGTD.
1: Oh, nice. Very nice. Mm. uh, An old Morgan wouldn't be bad either
0: oh don't even tempt me don't tempt me <laughs> that is I, I even told my wife that is my dream car
3: <laughs>
0: and then i had to explain to her that it was made out of wood and she <laughs> was like
1: what <laughs> there are quite a few cars out there made out of wood believe it or not they just you know they didn't last unfortunately it was made out of wood you know? <laughs> they didn't...
0: Didn't last with the termites in Ohio. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: yes, the MGTD. And the first place that I saw it, I'm trying to remember what movie. It was. it was the movie with Rodney Dangerfield when he goes back to school. And I think I it, was it was called, called Back to School. Back to School, yes. yeah. <laughs> well, one of the professors comes driving up in it. And I was yes. like... Oh, that is a super hot car. My dad <laughs> turns around and looks at me. He's like, oh, you should get an Excalibur.
1: What? Oh, God, yeah. That's a fabulous looking car, too. Absolutely.
0: What? <laughs> yep. That is gorgeous. That MG is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Hey, the Excalibur was an interesting car, but most of them were kits.
1: Yeah, true. true, true. Uh,
0: you know, there weren't it was so rare to find an original
1: oh yeah, yeah it's so, like a unicorn
0: exactly so yes that may be my english card to race across the country in.
1: that's a tough that's a tough call man i mean there's so many bizarre ones out there that you just want to like see resurrected just to see yeah. them on the road you know well that, and then there's there's so many that we've never seen like Triumph. Had dozens of cars, uh, the Triumph Stag, a Triumph Reliant, uh, and ugly as hell cars, but we never saw them over there. We never knew what they looked like.
0: There were, uh, there were two cars that my brother owned, actually, three. He had that there. There were two cars that were extremely rare that I totally fell in love with. with. (laughs) Uh, The first one... Well, actually, I'll start with the second one that he he got. The second one that he got was a... uh, Alfa Romeo Spider.
1: Oh, that's a quintessential cool car.
0: It was... A beautiful car. I
1: believe that car was in the movie Fletch in a scene where he was running away from the cops.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it was, it was such a, I mean, that car was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The first rare car that he got besides his 56, uh, Ford Mustang hard top that he was going to try to make a convertible by himself oh, in our garage God. before my father finally said that's a classic car you will not touch it <laughs> but his uh his next score i guess is what you would call it <laughs> was this little baby an opal gt <laughs> a piece of
1: History with the with the lights that flipped this way to open up. That's a cool little car. No. That I, I won't lie. Not right,
0: oh, um, not only did they flip up that way, but it was all manual. There was a oh, handle, really that I did not know. There was a handle in the car with a rod that <laughs> went to the driver's side light. Then there was a rod that went from the driver's side light to the passenger side light. Ah, ah, ah. So when you went to open your your headlights, you better Cranked be a them. pretty strong guy.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> like manual landing gear in an aircraft.
0: So you sit there and you push that handle <laughs> forward. And Usually the bars would bend, of course.
1: Because everything was rusted up because you know British. So, Uh, but
0: anyway. So literally they would start to spin slowly, then all of a sudden it was (laughs) oh and
1: you're like was that not a fiberglass car? It was well, it
0: had it had fiberglass and steel components to it, like the roof. That was steel.
1: Oh wow, okay.
0: Um but when there were there were a ton of body parts that were fiberglass and and if you didn't know what they were like my brother you would start (laughs) sanding and all of a sudden
1: you'd sand right through the body and go why, why why do i have a hole what the hell
0: (laughs) i never even saw sparks
1: Uh, (laughs) god There was no rust in the car. I don't get it. (laughs) Uh,
0: I I love my brother, but he had, he has zero brains. Uh,
1: What about a Fiat (laughs) X19?
0: Uh, You know, I really don't know that much about Fiats. I don't think I've ever seen one. Hang on a second. I am bringing it up right now.
1: Kind of the grandfather of the Toyota MR2 in all all reality.
0: Fiat 149? X19. X19. Ooh, look at that. There's one for sale. (laughs) Uh, Share my screen. Go with the green.
1: That is a car.
0: Oh, my 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 father
1: lived in California. My parents split around 1976. I would go out to California to visit him every year. Those cars were everywhere. So you're talking an Italian car, mid-engine, rear-wheel drive. And obviously, it's a small displacement engine, but it's a tiny little car. When they ran... They ran spectacularly. Um, okay. And, and they they were pretty plentiful. Um, which, and then, then that brings me to a, 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 a big wish list car that's kind of a pie in the sky car. Oh, heck yeah. VW. Absolutely.
3: Mm-mm.
0: Well, okay. that car way, was
1: originally slated to be
0: that Volkswagen. Is... That is very true. That is true. <laughs> I, I will jump in on you on that. Um, but yeah, that's just a.
1: It, it, that car is on the verge of being ugly like a pug.
0: Dude, that, there's. Okay. We're going to take a little break here. All right. So, so we're going to get, we're going to go into. Probably my second favorite car manufacturer right now.
1: Okay, you're you're all about Porsches.
0: I love Porsches.
1: Okay,
0: air cooled engine. It's not a V6, it is a six cylinder, but it's not a V. Mm.
1: What car would that be?
0: That's almost every Porsche. The Porsche 911,
1: yeah, yeah, 911s and all that. Yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. 914.
0: One of my favorites. But my ultimate favorite business car.
1: What what was that? The 928? Yes. Cool. Cool. Pretty much any sports car with a pop up headlight was a cool car.
0: Baby, there she is. Yes. Look at that bad
1: boy. Front engine, rear wheel drive, V8. I rode in one of those. Carl's next door neighbor had one of those and took me for a joy ride on the highway. And this guy was cool as a cucumber in a car. I mean, just the coolest ever. As a matter of fact, when I was spinning out on the highway, on 224 on the overpass he was in the passenger seat and we did this we looked at each other we like looked over and went shrugged that was it that's all we <laughs> did yeah we're spinning out on a highway overpass 30 feet above other the traffic what are you gonna do just looked over shrugged yeah whatever
0: yeah that's what it is
1: but yeah, he he took me for a joyride in that car and that car was a blast.
0: That that car was it, it was a beast, man. Yeah. Uh it had 100 foot pounds of torque. Uh so when it took off, it was like sink your ass into the seat.
1: You had to watch though cuz there was a couple I want to say the the later models got hindered by American standards and lost a lot of horsepower, a lot of torque. But the original, and it might have been an S version or something like that, was just a monster car. It was kind of like the M version of yeah. that car. It was a monster. Yeah, yeah, that one
0: fun, fun car. I mean, seriously, if if you look at all of Porsche's cars, their their base model, uh as far as power goes is, is down almost hundred horsepower, 150 horsepower from, yeah. from the rest of their models. Yeah. Um, but the American government back in the late seventies, early eighties started all of their emissions crap and catalytic converters and stuff like that. And, and it slowed down the European sports cars. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, not not just Porsche, but you've got to look at Ferrari. You got to look at Lamborghini, which were two separate companies at that point in time, unlike yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, all of these cars lost uh, about a hundred horsepower because of the emissions crap that was being put in on them. And lo and behold, don't don't buy a Porsche in California.
1: Oh God, no. Yeah, uh, smog emissions and all that. Yeah, it kills those cars. It, all right, so if we're talking really dreamy cars, what about a Lancia Stratos? Oh my gosh, Lancia! I love Lancia. Ferrari engines, purpose-built. Road Which one,
0: cars. Stratos?
1: Stratos, yes, yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Good. Holy good crap. stuff there. Look at that, baby. Those things ruled uh, rally car uh, and dirt tracks, and and all those all those videos that you watch where the guys are going sideways through a British countryside. That car ruled for two or three years. It was just a beast. Super lightweight. Uh, th- the Ferrari... I want to say it was the six-cylinder Dino engine, but I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember what was in that car. But see so here, uh, Ferrari-powered and ju- but just beautiful. Just a I beautiful, look- beautiful body on that car. I,
0: I just... I I'm always amazed at Ferrari's bodywork, and and even though this is Alonsia, um Ferrari had a lot of a lot to do with the way that this car was was built. Oh, yeah.
1: oh yeah, absolutely!
0: And you you totally see right here the secondary wing right at the rooftop, which was for... a
1: working wing on that car. Mm-hmm. There was not any of that car. That was for show. It was all purpose built. That back wing there.
0: This one right here. It had,
1: yeah, it, it had a purpose. It it had to keep the back end down. It was a rear-wheel drive car. Once you got over a hundred, it started getting squirrely. They needed that. It was just, yeah, just everything about the car was just all purpose built. It was just a great, you
0: know, see and form if form and function all in one package. If you look right here, uh you, you see the front fender is is curved with the tire but at the time if you look at the formula one cars at this point in time they had an aerodynamic piece going over the top of the top of the tire to the to the barge board Mm -hmm. and it was almost this exact same thing this is all downforce right here man this is probably
1: that was probably just hand-built just to fit those bigger tires on Mm -hmm. that car. And they probably nailed it within a 10th of a, you know, whatever. It it was probably a a 10th of a centimeter off of what the aerodynamic people would have built in the first place. Yeah. Gorgeous. And and it, and it flowed with the whole car. You know, that's, that's an afterthought to that car and it still looks gorgeous. Uh,
0: Yeah. Every bit of that car is, is, Extremely uh, aerodynamic, and it was all hand built. It yeah. no forms, yeah. no nothing.
1: Well, Lance was a pretty small company. I mean, now, that, that was pretty much the car they built. You know. Uh, here we go.
2: Oh, you're killing me now, man. <laughs>
3: uh, there she is. Look at yeah. that,
0: Ah, uh, There's the hard top version.
1: And still a gorgeous car. I mean, you obviously wanted the convertible, but even as a hard top, it's kind of like the Jag. The E-Type Jag in a hard top was equally as beautiful as the convertible version. And that's another car that, and that's kind of a hard That's kind of a hard thing to get nowadays is a car that looks good, convertible and hard time. Well,
0: you know, really what is, what is your choices nowadays with the convertible? You've got the Mazda Miata, you got the BMW Z4, you've got the uh, Camaro, you've got the Corvette, which the new Corvette, if,
1: I don't know that the mid engine one has a convertible just yet. It may, but it's I don't a, think they
0: do. It's a T top. Yeah. You know, but then again, in a Corvette, you're not going to get a full convertible. No. Yeah. Uh,
1: not since the I, 70s, I think. I mean, well, no. I, the 80s had a
0: couple of convertibles come to David. Isn't that about it for the convertibles, though? I mean, I, um, what what else is being made manufactured? God, yeah, I, I want to
1: say there's some Fiat. Uh, that there's some Fiat, oh, that, Fiat, that has a convertible Fiat um, 400 500 mini. I want to say mini has had or has one. Um, oh god, god, uh, Nissan doesn't have anything anymore. Nope, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty rare car. I mean, and it, it's, it's kind of weird because, like, for a touring car,
0: oh, like Alfa Romeo, the,
1: yeah, Alfa Romeo, but that's. Almost a boutique car at this point. If you're talking, you know, something you can actually get. It's kind of tough. <laughs> I kind of miss the uh, the Solara, the the, the, the Camry Solara. The Toyota. The Toyota? Yeah. That car was actually built for their uh, their high-end line, but um, they didn't want it for some reason. so they badged it as a Toyota. And um, that's just a, I mean, if you want a relaxing, reliable convertible that seats more than one and a half persons, that that's a large convertible is a hell of a car.
0: Oh, hang on. Let me just mute that right now.
1: <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I don't really uh, find that's Give, except the cookie.
0: Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, for Romeo USA Because I, I know that they're selling the Convertible here now Or maybe they're not
1: You Bastards
0: uh, It was supposed to be Being sold here this year Is What it, was that What
1: was that one BMW that was it an Alpine?
0: Uh BMW has a convertible in the four series.
1: No, I'm talking about I'm talking about previous cars like 10-15 years ago. Uh the Alpina.
0: Okay. I th- think that's it. BMW. Al- Alpina B7.
2: Yes.
0: Oh they have it as a
2: Oh that's God. currently for
1: sale. I did not know that.
0: They have the B7, they have the B8. Holy crap. They they have an Alpina out next year. Oh good lord. Look at that
1: badass. <laughs>
0: Dude, I love it. Hey, you wanted your
1: it. kidneys? Oh. There you go. <laughs> I
0: love me a BMW. <laughs> we take this out and see what we come up with <laughs>
1: <I> type in, <laughs> in alpina convertible and it'll pop right up
2: there you uh, go there you go Look at that. Uh, Used 2003.
0: 17,000. Dude, that is sweet.
1: That's just, that, that's a whole package right there. You got German engineering backing up. Ton of horsepower and torque. Lightweight. If I had to guess, that thing's got to be a 50-50 weight distribution and just sexy as all get-out. I mean, that's just a whole package right there.
0: That is a hot car. Oh, look at that bad boy.
1: That's a bit of old ride. That's what that is.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, you, you know... I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, uh. <laughs> you, know, you remember
1: I sell Mazdas. <sighs>
2: all and right, it's kind of so, weird.
1: I, I've told people time and time again: bang for the buck. The Mazda Miata is probably the best convertible out there in the market. You're not going to spend over forty grand on that car ever, and you'll get all the. F- Fun in the world. They the hard top is a freaking convertible, and it's, it's a gorgeous. only
0: engineering. It's only thirty three thousand.
1: No, it starts there, and you might go as high as thirty eight. But dude, you get a ton. You, you get a ton of content. You get Japanese reliability. Um, you get a good looking car. You get a well balanced car. You get a ton of fun. Is it gonna win every race it's in? Never. But you can throw that thing into any curve and just have a blast all day long. I mean, yeah. that 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 one day in October when it hits about 65 degrees, but every single leaf has turned a perfect color. You take that car out on a back road and you just go and you just enjoy life for a little while. That's what that car is made for. You know.
0: It's... You know, I, even myself, I'm fine with the sport version. Give me the cheapest version there is this car is made to play. Absolutely. But, but the thing about the Mazda Miata and I've known tons of people that have owned these and like my ex-wife's father has over 400,000 miles on his Miata. (laughs) it was one of the first miatas that was that was built he's had yes. it the entire time it's been his daily driver those japanese engines will keep running and this is why i've always loved honda toyota uh, oh yeah they, those are cars that will rust out before the engine stops
1: absolutely and that car there was a direct inspiration from your mg my Triumph. They wanted all that fun and reliability at the same time. And they really achieved it in that car. And, then for, and it's always been the reliable MG is what that car is. I,
0: I, I honestly believe that this is the longest running convertible production car in the world.
1: Uh, that is probably true.
0: They have been building this.
1: What since the eighties?
0: Yeah, early eighties. I remember yeah, when it 80s. came out. Or late I 80s. mean, late eighties.
1: Late eighties or early nineties. Yeah, car, I, car maybe ninety one. I, I, I can't remember, but yeah.
0: I think I was graduating. I had graduated from high school when it came out, and I remember yeah. saying to my mother, "This car is only five grand, Mom. I want it." <laughs> God, do you remember when cars were five grand?
1: Yeah, I, I, I remember when my parents bought a VW Bug for 2200 <laughs> Brand new. Uh, but anyway, and I love the people that have taken that, that original MX5 or Miata, whatever you want to call it, and, and stuffed an American V8 engine in.
0: Um. While being exciting, I'm not going to give up the Japanese engine. No, but you got to admit.
1: Can you imagine the sound of a short block Chevy and the style of a Miata and the performance of a Miata all put together? Yes, <laughs> you, you'd drive that car. In a heartbeat, would, you would drive that
0: car. I, I'm not going to argue with you. I would <laughs> totally drive that car. Uh, uh okay. Here's here's another one of my favorites. Right?
1: Wait, what? What? oh Well, yeah. You're talking classic cars. Look at that bad thing. No, I uh, know, man. I know.
0: Yeah. Uh, Like I said, this was this was my introduction to muscle cars, because my brother bought one, just like this, Mm -hmm, that he proceeded to walk out to the garage with a hacksaw
1: (laughs) and try to cut the top off,
0: and was going to cut the top off here, down (laughs) here. Here and my father, oh, look at that $79,000. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a beast. There, um, my father proceeded to smash my brother in the side of the head
3: <laughs>
0: and say, and with, What and are you good stupid?
1: reason? I, I, I can't blame your dad, that's good reason. <laughs>
0: Now you knew my dad, so my 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 father was not good with stupidity. No, uh, I mean he wouldn't have hurt him
1: much, but just enough to get the point across that you're being a dumbass.
0: Now this is the fastback version, yeah. But as well, I always loved the '65 and the '66 because yeah. of the rear taillights being outies instead of innies. Yes. Uh, because I do believe it was '67 that they became the the Indies. There was only always, two. It,
1: it, it's funny because, like with Mustangs, I've always had a soft spot for the Mach One and the Mach Two versions in the in the '60s of those cars. I I, I don't know. I mean, I love this style, but I mean, you know, James Bond in Diamonds are Forever had that that red with the white stripe. Mach one just mm-hmm. a good looking car and the Mach two there's a good looking car too.
0: Yeah, the, the Mach one was probably my my favorite one. Uh the Mach two was good looking, but the Mach two became too modern for me. But yeah. then you get when when you start talking about when you start talking about 07, come on man. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. Yeah. there's yeah, only one car thrown out one. a Trump card, yeah. <laughs> There's only yeah. one car in that whole thing, which is that Aston Martin.
1: Yeah. Well, you gotta admit, you know, if if James Bond had to drive an American car, it's going to be a Mustang, and that yeah, that gives a little cred. That's a little street cred right there, you know. I
0: I give that to him. I do.
1: <laughs>
0: it's not going to stop the fact that there was an Aston Martin. Oh yeah. You know. Think,
1: that, well, yeah, yeah, but.
0: But what the, you're going to tell me. Okay, I uh, here's what okay. I'm going to say to you before you say something silly. Let's think about the Aston Martin DB3 that he drove. Okay. At that point it, in time, it, a, it was the only...
1: Oh yeah, it, 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 it's a gorgeous car and everything like that. But what would you say is the most recognizable bond car ever ever i
0: i would go with the aston martin but
1: it's got to be the white lotus that turns into a freaking submarine
0: man oh lord 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 come on i'm just saying it wasn't even a real car
1: well, I mean, you know, lotuses technically aren't real cars. They're all just, you know, fiberglass and 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 Renault drivetrains and whatever. But yeah, but let's face it, that's also a pretty damn gorgeous car. Look at that. That's thing. an Exige. That doesn't count. <laughs> you need like a seventy-nine lotus esprit.
0: Yeah, I I know. I, I should have looked that up, but
1: <laughs>
0: now it wanna load us. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'll tell you what. We were talking about ugly cars earlier. Okay, first of all, pull up the, the there, there it is right go. there. Yes. Pull up in a spree for us to take a peek at. There it is. White. Oh hell yeah.
0: There you go yeah that was the bad boy that turned into a submarine
1: good stuff and they even had a follow-up car the next film but unfortunately had to blow up it didn't get to do a whole lot but uh okay
0: so what oh wait there it was right there yeah oh yeah, Heck yeah. all right look at that bad boy that's that's exactly what i'll buy you when i'm rich
1: <laughs> the floating room. I'll have lots of use for that
0: You know they said that it really worked
1: I mean the guys inside Had to be in diving gear But yes it actually had Articulated motion And yep. it had little Fan jets and it actually Moved through the water so I mean technically It wasn't working Submarine
0: Boy, I, I love this. This Lotus nineteen, this nineteen seventy six Lotus Esprit can't drive on land. <laughs> All right. So what? Did you, so so, what is your answer for the ugliest car?
1: Oh, um, mm. oh God, I, I I can't think of the name of it. Is Lotus, however, um, earlier than that? It's just another one of those pug cars that, like, it's a pug dog. It's so ugly, it's cool looking. Um, God bless it. My medicine is getting to me at this point in time.
0: No, that's not medicine.
1: I <laughs> you know, old age.
0: Uh, old, let's see here.
1: Old. We need old, old.
0: Um, Dude, there's some hot looking freaking Lotus cars now. Oh, yeah,
1: man. The, the Exige is... Really good looking. uh, Yeah, that
0: that whole line
1: and, and that whole line of cars. like Lotus Engineering has really relied on their performance, like their suspension system has always been second to none. Like you could take a crappy car, but if you got Lotus, make the suspension for it. It turned into a good car. And they made some weird stuff. They made some airbag suspension cars they made uh, uh, for other manufacturers
0: that worked really well. They were actually the first car company, uh, sports car company, to come out with independent front suspension, which which made the Lotus... uh, incredibly awesome for the touring car circuits. Yep. Because they could rock corners where other cars couldn't. Is that it right there?
1: You need to look up a Europa. Lotus Europa. That's an Elan, which was a pretty damn ugly car. <laughs>
2: There. there it is.
0: <laughs> I just I don't even know what to say. I about. would sport
1: one of those cars in a heartbeat. I it's so ugly, it's cool looking. Oh my gosh.
0: yeah let's, let's get a picture of the car.
1: He up. had some and and it was funny because like they had they had the bizarrest combinations of engines. And transmissions in that car. Sometimes it was a British engine. Sometimes it wasn't.
0: Sometimes Dude, it is, was a it French like a transmission. Sometimes
1: it wasn't. It was just, but, blood ugly and cool all at the same time.
0: Now, now here's here's the thing about this car, people. All of this here is engine.
1: No, most of that is air. There's a tiny little engine and transmission in there. It's mostly just air. What? You could open that up and stand in there and work on the engine. It was awesome. <laughs> Being a British car, it needed that a lot. So it was a win-win. Yeah. Mm, mm,
0: mm, 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 mm. I, I I, could totally see you rocking this. Oh, yeah. Um, But then again, I totally kind of through college, watched you drive around in a car that we had to fix every time we got in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, God, that was that. That was that beautiful triumph. I still to this day love that triumph Spitfire. Oh,
1: well, well, then pull up this the fifteen hundred and brown man. That was the car, and I remember I had the optional hardtop on that car, which actually made that kind of livable. In Ohio, that hardtop made life a lot better in Ohio because you actually had a back window you could see out of. Right. There it is. Brown right there. Yeah, that's the one.
0: Look at that bad boy.
1: Big rubber bumpers to meet American standards. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Jeez, man. Still one of my favorite cars.
1: And that is, you got to remember too, that car there and I believe the TR6 were all um, Pen and Farina design. And, Pen and Farina is a huge design company that did pretty much every beautiful car you've ever loved in your life what came from and Farina design company. Um, all the way down to... The Pininfarina company, yeah, oh, yeah. God, I love that car. Uh, the uh, Pininfarina, yeah. like all the way went down all the way to like the uh, the Honda S two thousand. They did the design for that car. Mm-hmm. They did the Design for the Testarossa. They did the design. I mean, pretty much any car that you loved that was foreign, they probably did the design for that car. And they, yeah, that's just
0: such I- an
1: iconic.
0: I have <laughs> never seen a Triumph that clean.
1: No, and you never will. <laughs> uh, no.
0: no, because like uh, the minute that you change the valve cover gasket, it will start to leak.
1: Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and yeah. it
0: will spray oil all over. Now, everything. If you
1: want to see a uh, Triumph that clean, you put some other manufacturer's engine into it, and then it'll stay clean looking.
0: <laughs> now, I was actually. I was Taking actually able to redo my dashboard wood down to down to where it looked like it was brand new.
1: Like did you did you do a a a, a, a laminate over it or did you do like a solid uh, wood piece?
0: No, I I did a I I sanded it down and ended up varnishing over the top of it.
1: Oh, okay. You got lucky then. There was still wood there to.
0: There was those enough. were
1: all just a laminate. They they took a, a piece of plywood and then took a nice you know thin veneer of yeah, walnut or whatever.
0: That's exactly what it is. It's a yeah. veneer, but the veneer there was enough of it to where I could sand it off and and rock varnish on it. Nice, and I sat back and went that looks gorgeous. But the fact is, is that that varnish, just like on a boat, is only good for about five years.
1: Yeah, there's, well, and probably nowadays with as much technology as going into new varnishes for boats, you probably find a UV varnish that would last a good 10 or 15 years. Yeah, back in the day, you were lucky to get five, six years out of that, unless you kept the car in a garage and took it out 15 minutes a month. Yeah. They were going to get sun damaged. They were going to get peeled. Yeah. It was it was just, it was rough, but just simple. Just love that. It's a flat piece of wood. You got some gauges. Have a nice day.
0: Hey Burke. This one's yep. only fifteen
1: nine. No, oh, yeah. That's $14,000 more than I can afford at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> come on man that that's a great car
1: it, it, it's about as ugly a color as my brown triumph so i'd probably be have no problem sporting that color. i i would love to get that old blue though because that that blue was my first one god i love that color in that car and whoever i bought it from um redid the inside the inside was originally a baby blue uh vinyl whatever it was in the inside and they dyed all the seats all the sides and everything uh, a camel brown so you had this like deep navy blue with that classic brown interior it looked it was really a good look on the car really great look um and here's the okay, just weird random crack. I had to go drive down to a customer's house today,
3: uh huh.
1: Pick this person up and drive them back to the the dealership because their car was totaled out. I'm driving down this road in Clinton, Ohio, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere, whatever you know. And I'm driving down this road going. My God, this road looks familiar. And I turn on to another road and I'm like, holy crap. This is the road with the house where this lady lived, who I bought my original TR6 from. I You're drove kidding. past the house where I bought my TR6 from originally. What was that? 40 years ago?
0: Uh, yeah. You'd had it like f- for three years before you and I met.
1: Yeah. So 35 years ago, I drove down the road, bought a beautiful car, It broke kind of, And that's another – I, I kind of dig the TR-3 or TR-4s. I'm sorry. The bug eye thing was kind of cool. And that, if I recall, I think those also had a straight six in them and were slightly smaller than the TR-6, which that would have been a potent little combination.
0: Uh, Four-speed manual. Inline four.
1: Oh, okay. My bad. Still, yeah, or something. Still, but, yeah. That's just that's kind of like the bug eye sprite of the Triumph.
0: The group. the thing about this this car was that <coughs> the ass end here. Let me get to the ass end. Actually, looked a little more like a Spitfire, but the front end just looks weird. Yeah, um, the back
1: end's a little actually more like the Alpines were. Um, and a, little, yeah. and a little bit of what the Triumph Stag, I think, was. But uh, I think Stag. when you went back another generation to th- maybe the tier threes, those look like the MGTDs that you like. The Triumph had a car that looked a lot like the MGTD.
0: Oh, there's the TR6. Mm. <laughs> That's,
1: you killing me, man.
0: Stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's the TR7.
1: I the almost shape bought. of
0: things to come. I almost bought this this car.
1: <laughs> Good thing you didn't. Yeah. Like, just take the worst British car you've ever owned and make it even worse, and it was that car. Uh, it was less reliable than the Spitfire.
0: Oh, and then the TR8. I don't think... Anyone, uh I don't think anyone I know ever owned one of these. I, I've seen a couple of those in California. I cannot remember the manufacturer of the
1: eight-cylinder engine. From what I heard, when they ran, they ran. They were they were fast. Look, I mean, let's face it: a VA car, and a little Triumph convertible. Yeah, I mean that's just the, insane.
0: Look at the size of that thing. I I, I don't I know. even think this is gonna say the weight but uh
1: 3.5 v8 it's, yeah that 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 thing just ran like you couldn't believe but then they would break down and it would be you know it wouldn't run so they
0: oh i think burke died <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Dude
0: you just all of a sudden froze I was like is he okay
1: I was just Reminiscing because going uh, back Before my dad lived in California I'd go out and visit him every Summer and this is the kind of car You would see all over the place You would see TR7s And TR8s and just you know These, these kind of over the top Cars and they were probably brand new back in the day, and they were probably running for a couple of years and then they all died out. And, you know, then you don't see them anymore. 66 okay. Bitfire.
0: Isn't that thing gorgeous? Like, you know, here's a
1: weird thing, man. I, I kind of dug my my 70s version.
0: What well, the 70s, I don't know what it
1: was. Like this was a little too too rough, not well, I, refined enough.
0: Everything on this is rounded where you you start going into the 70s it it the lines become a little bit straighter it actually looks meaner well i don't know i like the sharper nose
1: on on the 70s version i don't mind i don't mind the rubber bumpers i know it was an all-american thing and everyone was like oh doesn't have chrome bumpers like i give a crap about chrome bumpers
0: okay so so here's the 66 right Here's what I'm talking about here. We're going to get to the yeah, 74.
1: That is just a badass looking front end You see,
0: car. You see how the lines all got straighter, which makes it yeah. more defined, which yeah. means that when you look at it from the front, it's a mean looking car. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, that ass end, the way that they keep that in a sloping fashion, down it, it reminds me a lot of uh a jag- Jaguar always built their cars a lot like yep. that
1: a little little mg action in the back there um mm-hmm. and here's a really bizarre little thing I was watching the movie of speed racer yeah there's a little scene at the very end where the Mach 5 has come out of an ice cave and flipped over a thing and it's a patch of oil and flips onto another thing the back end of the Mach 5 is really super close to the back end of that car right there
0: yep yeah i would just, it's a, thoroughly it's, a, agree it, with it's
1: that. a it's just a classic look on a car you know you, you just can't get away from it like that almost has too much chrome for me. I'm not a chrome guy. I've never been. I've never been a Harley guy. I've never been the big American muscle guy. I've never been into chrome. It's like that's too much chrome. I, I'm okay with the black bumpers. I'm okay with less. Sometimes less is more.
0: Um, I'm, I'm still a chrome fan, but, <laughs> but I
1: mean, you look, have to look at the stick shift. What an awkward angle. For that stick shift. Okay, wait, oh, let no. me go. Okay. <clears throat> so pull that up. Now go to an 04 Civic SI hatch and look at the stick shift on that car.
2: All right, let's see if I can find the stick shift on this. Images,
0: images.
1: There you, oh, yeah.
0: you've got to be kidding me!
1: No, stuck right out of the friggin' dash at an awkward angle. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. That reminds me of the Mercedes Sprinter.
1: Well, that was this design was uh, based on rally cars, where they took the stick shift lever. Took it way up so that it was inches away from the steering wheel, so that you didn't have to move your hand off of the steering wheel too very far to shift gears. And believe it or not, even though it's up on the dash, it still was a, a, a forward motion and Definitely. very like you could rest your hand on it. It was a very it was a very comfortable car to drive. I mean, I spent one hundred and eighty five thousand miles in that car. And it was a joy. It was a total joy. But that's
0: just... Um, uh,
1: It's great.
0: Okay. Let let me ask you this. Would, Would that Civic hatchback be as much fun to drive as that?
1: If you took, and that's what we're trying to do at work, if you took my engine and my transmission from my 04 Civic, Put it into that car. Yes, that would be the poo. That would be the shit right there. Because you've got classic looks, reliability, power. Yeah, that would just be the total, total package on a car. We have a car at work. These poor guys at work, before COVID all started, they bought a shell of a GT6. So, that car in a hard top came in a straight six-cylinder variant. <clears throat> so, they bought a Triumph GT6 body, and they were planning on putting a modern-day Civic SI engine. So, Honda, too, that's, uh, that's Alfa Romeo. Oh, yeah. The Veloce. Uh yeah, even nicer than... Yeah, that's just a... That that was a I, hot car in California. That car will spit.
0: do 80 miles an hour.
1: You couldn't spit. That's the car that they drove in the movie Fletch when he was trying to get yes. away from the cops. Yes. Yes. You, couldn't, you could not spit and not hit one of those cars in the road. They were everywhere in California. Back in the early 80s, you, they, they were just, they were everywhere because they didn't rust. And there was plenty of, you know, Alpha dealers that could actually fix the cars because it was Italian. It was going to break. <laughs>
0: Look at that. It's only, it's only nine grand. Um,
1: yeah. That, yeah. No, no, no. God, that is that, that. Is so close to the Spitfire styling, and that, yeah, and it's tough because both of those cars were just total pieces of crap when it (laughs) came to fixing them. They were horrible. Well, that's
0: like my, my brother owned one of these, yeah, and uh, I went off to boot camp in 1992. And when I came back, my brother picked me up from the airport in his Alfa Romeo and proceeded to look at me and say, Oh, we're going to go get drunk. I said, I'm fine with that. Let's go do it. So, him and I went out. I had not drank in four months. So I proceeded to get drunk really, really quick. (laughs) And uh, uh, it was not a pretty sight. (laughs) But at least
1: it was convertible.
0: You could just lean your
1: head out the side and not throw up inside the car.
0: Now I proceeded to swing open the door to try to relieve it. And instead of getting it out of the car, it all landed on the door sill.
1: Oh,
0: well.
1: Yeah. I've I've been in worse situations with cars and pew, so that's okay.
0: My, you, brother, you tried
1: your best. Good job, little buddy.
0: Yeah, my brother has <laughs> never forgiven me. <laughs> that's correct
1: for a male man. <laughs>
0: best car I ever owned and you puked (laughs) in it. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Cat, if you knock over my drink, I will beat your ass.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad that I always put explicit on all of my stuff. <laughs> NSFW. I, I was I've I've been editing the show from last night that that we did all day today, and uh, you you could tell that we were all pretty lively by like the the second hour uh, because I'm like edit. Edit, edit, edit.
1: <laughs> and I can't say that. Oh crap! I can't say that, What the? Damn! Did I say that? Mm, mm, All right.
0: Mm, 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 mm. I, I I have this this one cover up that I use that I called swipadudu. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like swippity-doo, 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 swippity-doo. <laughs> Cover that, cover that, cover that, cover. Oh, just,
1: just take the word and reverse it on the audio, and they'll never know.
0: You know? It's like, the fuck! The, like, what? The the, uh, the show last night was the first show back after our summer break, and uh, so it was like f- I've recorded four hours, which was which that is really long. long. Like usually, yeah. I record an hour and a half, and I'm done. So, anyways, you could tell that the other guys were getting frustrated about two and a half hours in because that that f-word just started becoming regular vocabulary
1: (laughs) yeah which you know yeah it it becomes that at a certain point in the evening after you've had enough medicine uh you know we're getting on in age we need our medicine and you know
0: Every sentence began with fucking, It's fucking,
1: fucking, just fucking. a great word. Come on. You know. can use it for everything. It, it, adjectives, nouns, verbs, transitive. It's it's, it's universal. And
0: they were actually really, we were talking about the Indians and, and they got even, even more animated. I was like, I, I don't know if I can handle this. Anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways. Thanks for listening to The Fan and Friends. If you'd like to hear a little bit more, there's actually bonus content being downloaded tomorrow. Uh, Burke and Scott talking about the University of Akron. Life in Ohio.